power to the people we are back to do maintenance yeah yeah we go and rock like crack when it came in it's me it's me it's podcast p and we got you stuck off the realness yeah yeah we be the infamous you heard of us official uh let's go monkeys monkeys murderers welcome into another edition of the world famous two-stop nigerians podcast you could have been anywhere else in the world right now but you're here with us we appreciate that thank you so much for joining us on another one of our instinctive travels down the path of ribbon thank you for joining us as we once again maraud into the midnight thank you for joining us as we once again enter the wu-tang Yes, all 36 chambers. Thank you for joining us as we once again try and seize control. We're experiencing some temporary highs in these violet skies. We're going to show you that we are good kids. We're just raising a mad sea. We're going to lay down the blueprint for an award-winning, world-famous podcast. We might be we might be six foot tall, but we're also three feet high and rising. And of course, Ooh. as ever, if along your podcast journey, along this audiastic adventure, you slip, you fall, you can't get up, you may just lose your way, you go astray, you run amok. You know what I'm saying? You can call us if you get lost. As I mentioned, I'm one half of your host, the podcast P. Um, I'm joined as ever by my illustrious co-host, my co-host Des with the most Des. He goes by many names. It's the guy that gave the look, the first name, the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Say hello. Yo, yo. Track 90. Track 90, track 90. Before we get into that, man, if you're a fan of this type of thing, you can find us wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Podcasts, really wherever you get your podcast from. You can keep in touch with us on all of our social media platforms. Please do check us out on Twitter. We're at 2SNigerians. On Instagram and TikTok, we're at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians. And of course, you can find us on our award-winning YouTube channel, 2 Stubborn Nigerians, where we would love you to like a video, subscribe, and ring that bell for notifications. Mm. How you doing, good sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been it's a couple been of weeks. Minute. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple real. weeks. For real, man. Um, it's been cool, man. It's been cool. Uh, I can't lie. For the first time ever, I mean, you know, you know. Um, there's a lot of people in this world that, when they say they're working, you know, they, they mean work, work. Like those people, like they log on at. 8am in the morning and they don't log off until midnight because they're mm-hmm. trying to they, they have their projects complete and then, your mom next time don't 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 <laughs> don't, don't shade her just <laughs> that's just one example but yeah no her <laughs> that woman mm-hmm. Fam, i never understood it but this last two weeks yeah that's been me that's been me bro i've been burning the midnight oil on this work you um, don't know what that means. <laughs> I do now. I do. I do. <laughs> it means running up the electricity bill and <laughs> late hours of the night. <laughs> nah, what's it called? Um, yeah, man, I've been working. I've been working, working. But we thank God because we're here now. And yeah, it's time to kick back and relax, man. Because for real, for real, two weeks of it was enough for me. I don't know how people do that make a career of it it doesn't make sense to me but hey that's the lifestyle some people choose man but how have you been i've been good i gotta make two redactions though um i gotta make two redactions two apologies for the podcast one for track 89 um i got my dates mixed up you were completely right where um we're talking about joe and um big pun Um, Uh i don't want to be a player i completely got my dates mixed wrong with the albums in my head so i apologize for that and Mm. another one i gotta go back to um the paramore review when you were talking about something like groundhog day you're like isn't it a holiday I was like, I don't think it's a holiday. It's just a movie to me. Apparently, it is a holiday mm-hmm. in the US. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a public holiday, but it is a day that is recognized as a holiday. It's like it's like National Hug Day. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's not actually a holiday. It's just a day. So someone must have hit me up and been like, why did you say it wasn't a holiday? I was like, did I get a break on February 2nd <laughs> each year? They're like, no, but it's still a holiday. I said, it's not a fucking holiday. What are you talking <laughs> to me about holiday? Now, the question is, 
what exactly is it that you're celebrating on Groundhog Bro, Day? Bro, I, I checked really it. Know. I still don't know. <laughs> it's not Groundhog, surely. They have enough Groundhogs out there? Bro, fam, my brother in Christ, I still don't know. <laughs> like, I Googled it and all sorts. Google couldn't tell me. It just told me mm. some shit about Pennsylvania and the Revolutionary War. I said, what does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? If there are any of our American followers and listeners out there, please do get in touch. Let us know what that shit means. For real. No idea. We don't have that over in this country. And I love history. I'd love to learn. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop lying. I, love I don't know why you're lying history. on this podcast. Look at this. The sun came out. This nigga said, let me start lying. You're worse than scissor for real. You're worse than scissor for real. You're worse than scissor for real. Speaking of scissor, what have you been listening to this past few weeks? What no, about no, no, take time out. Take time out. Come on, man. Appreciate that second way. No. Appreciate that second way. <laughs> it was a self-alley. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was just look at how smooth that was. You're not serious, bro. That's like driving on cruise control. Traffic <laughs> cruise control. Don't kill me. Uh what have I been listening to for the last couple of weeks? That's a great, great, great question. Um I've been listening to a lot of T Pain. A lot of T Pain. T Pain, Teddy Pender House down. Yeah, mainly on top because, of the covers, not necessarily on top of the covers. In fact, yesterday was my first time actually listening to on top of the covers. Fair. Um, more so just his throwbacks, and I think it's mainly because he's been promoting on top of the covers so much the last few weeks or last couple of weeks, anyway. And um, I've just been seeing him on my TL a lot, and that's been making me think of like just some of his throwback songs. So I've been listening to a lot of the throwbacks. And then yesterday I was like, wait, he has a whole new album that if you told me two years ago he was dropping an album of nothing but covers, I would have told you I need that expeditiously. Like, that's a very important album that I need to listen to. Um, that being said, after listening to it, I don't know if I necessarily needed it, but it's a cool thing to have. It's a cool thing to have, for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of T-Pain. That being said, also... Sam Smith, you have two days left to respond to that nigga and give us your rendition of Bartender. No, he needs I'm Sprung. You gotta go I'm Sprung. <laughs> go, I'm sprung. <laughs> he got you out there. He got you out. Like, yo, he really came for your neck and you said nothing about it. It's getting said nothing about it since. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I ain't had not one word. Damn. Ain't had not Damn. one word from you. Let that nigga kill you on you your shit. Bro, fam. You gonna let that nigga do that? He snatched your soul, my nigga. Fam. <laughs> that nigga said, Will you stay with me? When T Pain's something twang. Yo, yeah, nah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of T Pain. A lot of. Um, I've been in my RB bag, man. Just um, mm. listening to throwbacks. Mm. Listening were you to... listening to Throwback by Usher whilst you were talking about those throwbacks? No, I wasn't. Damn, I didn't get crazy. Throwback by Usher. That's crazy. So you weren't really in your throwback bag. I you you was in bag. a throwback bag, but yeah. not a throwback bag. Yeah, not in like, oh, you know, let me get into my B-side throwback bag. Okay. More so, you know, the hits. Okay. You know, the hits. Nothing but the hits. Nothing but the motherfucking hits. Um, Yeah, it's been a fun couple of weeks music-wise, man. It's been a very fun couple of weeks, but... Mainly, mainly R&B based, man. What are you though? Been all over the shop, brother. I've been mm. all, I've been all over the blood clot shop. I've been listening to a lot of new albums that have come out recently. Um, in this year of um the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Um, obviously, 
um, scaring the hose dropped yesterday as we're talking about this. JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, um, beautiful, beautiful projects, man. And can't wait to really just sit and live with that. Money Man um, dropped some projects earlier this year called Red Eye, which was really good. ESTG dropped, um, what was this shit called? Let me check that right now. Good drop Mad. We don't deserve ESTG. For real, for real, man. You know, in a world where we also have EST, we have ESTG and Babyface. We're living in a blessed time. Ooh, and Lou ooh. Tyler's out here at seventeen. Just sounded crazy. Heard that Peyton Pictures song by um, Superstar Pride that was going crazy on TikTok. I listened ooh. to the full version. That might be one of the best songs I've heard in my damn life. Like that shit is crazy. <laughs> G Perico dropped a tape with DJ Drama. Jim Jones and Hitmaker dropped a tape, which is absolutely stellar. Conway ooh. and Jay Skis. But then the biggest thing, I went on a Japanese jazz deep dive over the past few weeks, man. Fam, I was getting ready to ask you as well. That's so funny. It actually segues us into the next question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, which is at the beginning of the year, yeah. you said that you're going to make a concerted effort yeah, to listen to more international music. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing so. Oh, bro, definitely, definitely. I, I literally found myself in just a deep dive of Japanese jazz, and I was like, I even asked myself, someone asked me, like, why are you listening to Japanese jazz? And my response was, bro, I watch Japanese TV. Mm. I watch Japanese movies. I watch Japanese wrestling. Why the fuck would I not be listening to Japanese music for real, for real? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you're the mm. one in the wrong for not listening to Japanese music for real. Don't try to put that shit on me. <laughs> All right? And I think really what they were asking is, how did it start? Mm. And I took it maybe wrong. He got very defensive. My bad. Maybe I misjudged the situation. <laughs> maybe I should have started rumbling. Maybe I should have started rumbling. Maybe I should just listen to what you were saying. <laughs> Niggas really go to war rather than have a conversation. <laughs> that, for real, for real, for real. I'm I'm a wild leader out here. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, how did it start? Someone sent me a reel. Someone sent me a reel. Which had a jazz song in the background. I was like, oh, this is really nice. I found the song. There was like an off an album called Pacific by, um, I'm going to get these, forgive my pronunciation of these names, everybody, but it's um, Pacific by Harumi Honoso, um, Shigeru Suzuki, and Tatsuri Yamashita um, from 1978. Mm. Um, and it's really dope. It's just like, there's no lyrics. It's literally just jazz instrumentation, live instrumentation, just beautiful. And then that just took me on like a deep dive further through um, the realms of Japanese jazz through the decades, which was really dope. So then that's been one pocket. On top of that, listening to a whole host of different like Spanish reggaeton songs and artists, different music from Brazil as well. Nothing I can really give you because a lot of it is just hear it, love it, add it to a playlist and then um, come back to it whenever I'm there. So nothing really stands out in that vein. But yeah, man, all over the all over the shop. And then of course, listening to the regulars, Hove, Vince Staples. Shout out to Vince Staples, man. And I think over the past two weeks that we've been away, North North went platinum. Wow. The single North North went platinum. So congratulations Ooh. to him. I believe that's his first platinum single. Um, Don't hold mm. me to that. I might mm. be wrong, but that's what the streets was telling me. But congrats mm. to congrats to Vince. Congrats to Vince. Um I got him as my number one West Coast rapper right now. I was I was thinking about that recently. I got him as my number one West Coast rapper right now. When I look at the totality and the temerity of his work over the past two and a half years, mm-hmm. I got him as my number one West Coast rapper right now. Um, Kendrick would need to drop another tape to surpass that. Kendrick's got a higher peak. Mm-hmm. In fact, no, I can't say it. Kendrick has a singular song, probably has a higher peak because Count Me Out Verse One is unbelievable. But I still, mm-hmm. I liked, as we discussed, you know, we have a whole two star Nigerian awards. I like to remind Park Broke My Heart over um, Mr. Moran, the Big Steppers. 
Now, if Tyler comes again this year, yeah, then Tyler, for... you you suck that. But I always forget that technically Tyler is a West Coast. <laughs> West Coast. Technically, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Where else <laughs> is he from? That nigga does not have. That's not like. Because he doesn't, doesn't gangbang. Really about the West, Co- West Coast. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't gangbang. Gang. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he gangbangs, but a different one. <laughs> he doesn't claim a set. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Wow. That's an interesting conversation, though. I haven't put enough thought into it to start that debate, but that, I would love to get into that at some point. I'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Mm. We'll take it. Mm. But yeah, man. That's me. I've been all over the shop. Can't lie to you. Mm. But mm. The, the overwhelming conclusion I've come to of the past two, three weeks we've been away is um, once again, they need to free push ice tea. <laughs> it's your weekly reminder. You need to free push ice because it's enough. It's enough. The game needs him, Raheem. He's sorry. He's the sorry. game needs him. <laughs> the game needs him. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, my days. Fam. Interesting fact that I found out the other day, by the way. And I'm just going to say it and leave it out in the oxygen. Make of it what you will. I spice Nigerian. Make of it what... I'll put it out into the oxygen. (laughs) Nigerian and Dominican Republic. It makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yo. uh, I'm waiting for someone to tell me that Koyla Ray is Nigerian too. I don't think she is. I'm just waiting for someone to tell me. It would make a lot of sense. It would add up on paper. (laughs) You can't tell me that players isn't a Nigerian song. (laughs) You can't tell me you can't see how we go from Yahuzi (laughs) to because girls are players Players too. (laughs) (laughs) What a song. I love hip hop so much, man. That's such a great song. It's a fantastic song. That's such a a great song. Bam, there's been a lot of good songs recently. Like, um, Flow dropped very recently. Is that the and one I think in Australia? It, yeah, the first song to chart in the US on the US charts. Oh, congratulations um, to them. Big that. congrats to them. Big, big congrats to them. And to be honest, listening to it, because my thing with Flow has always been, oh, their hooks are great, their performances are great, but I don't know if their songs are necessarily where I would want them to be. And this is the first one where it's like, oh, wow, they keep on making songs with this standard. I'm right here for, like, the rest of their career because that, what's it called? Fly, uh, Fly Girl? Fly Girl, yeah. yeah. Stellar song. Stellar song. That is really, yeah. Yeah, that's one to get excited about. Yeah, no, a lot of good music has dropped recently. Like I say, that um, there's a lot, man. Even just, like, obviously, we're recording this Saturday, the 25th of March, so just yesterday, the 24th, six that dropped. Mm. Miley Cyrus drops. Yeah, they got a Whitney Houston gospel album that drops all the gospel songs that she did throughout her career. Dropped on an album together. Um, um, J, like I said, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown dropped their tracks. Dropped their tapes. Scaring the Hose, which it really, it's a really, it's a scaring the Hose summer for real, for real. It really is. It's the scaring the Hose summer out here. I like that title, man. That that title alone makes me excited to listen to that album. And then, like I say, G Perico and and DJ Drama dropped a nice little Gangsta Girls Hot Shot tape. We mm. got a DJ Drama De La Soul Gangsta Girls tape in the tuck, mm. which is coming. Um, we're entering that period, man. 
Yeah, it's not here. It starts to heat up. Start young Nudie but... drops. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's really starting to heat up. Really and I finally up. listened to Emotional Oranges. Did you? Yeah. Just through. Yeah. What do you think? It was a cool little album, man. It was a cool album. The I intro get you? The intro was good. The, the intro was good. good. The intro was really good. The intro, the was, intro really was good. Fam. Talking of Emotional Oranges as well. Rory is the best artist in the world. Bam, Rory bam. is the number one artist in the world. I'm so glad you were able to get that before I did, because I would have forgotten. I really appreciate you for that, man. Rory is the best art. He's the best artist, the best AMR, the best podcast, whatever you want to call him. He's number Yo. one right now. <laughs> that nigga refuses to miss. He's four for four. I sat down and watched that nigga on a podcast for two and a half years. So I'm like, yeah, I'm making an album. Every day, I'm like, shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> Stick to these jokes, bro. And he's out here. He's four for four. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Because where know, did this come from? You know Joe is pissed as well. That's what's oh, crazy. Furious. furious. He's furious. He's furious. <laughs> bro, I'll be... No, you, couldn't, you couldn't drop these songs earlier? Bro, like, you can't... The one thing that I could say I was better than you at, the definite. <laughs> like, Joe doesn't yeah, have a song with Alex Isley. At and all. Joe, at all, <laughs> like Rory got tracks with Jay. Like Rory is out here, flipping hell, bro. It doesn't, yo, ugh, man, man. It really doesn't make sense because I mean, one thing I'm really curious about, and I hope maybe I've still listened to her podcast a bit more as well because they may have said already. I want to know exactly what um what his role is in this. What is his plan? I just want to know what his plan Ooh. is. Oh, there has to be an album because the covers for these project for these songs have been way too closely related. It's clearly a rollout. Oh, I can't wait for an album out of this. If there's an album from this, I'll be so happy. If none of these, I'll be happy if there's an album and none of these songs made the album. These just the Lucy's. No, you can't. You can't have Alex Isley and Shelly FKA drama on the track. You don't know. And you'll never know. <laughs> it's the greatest song of all time. It's so good. I might love you, but you will never know. Um, in fact, mind your own business. Mind How your own that? goddamn business. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm looking I've at you. I've pictured us with three kids, a Dalmatian dog. All right, a four bedroom house in the <laughs> suburbs. All right, but you'll mm. never know because it's not your business. Um, <laughs> I have pictured me swallowing my pride to yeah. apologize to you because we can't go to bed angry at each other. I don't want to go to bed mad at you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But you'll never know that. You'll never know that. You will never know that. You'll never know. I've pictured the proposal in my head. I've even pictured me going to tell your best friend, yo, yeah. make sure she has her nails done on this day. But you'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, now nah, a Rory album would be spectacular at this point. Yeah. Speaking of songs that have released recently. Yeah. That's released recently, should I say. Yeah. Um, We did a few album reviews last time we recorded. We did. We did three, but only two of them aired because one of them unfortunately couldn't be salvaged. Um those albums were Masego by Masego, Notorious Dumb Legends Volume 2 by Matt Comey and the God Fahim. And we also reviewed Kali Uchi, um Red Moon and Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was curious, obviously, when we reviewed them. 
we didn't really um we didn't do our usual structure of review and hence didn't give our usual two sub Nigerian ranking. So I wanted to know now that some time has passed and you've either lived with them or they haven't cracked your rotation again since. I don't know. Um I wanted to know where exactly you would rank those albums now. All right, cool. Masego by Masego. Masego by Masego is um might stay in rotation for about a week. Mm. Yeah. There's nothing, and it's, it's the same thing I said at the time. It's nothing to say with the quality of the album because it is a is is a quality sounding album, um, as you would expect by Masego. But the reality is just it it for me it wasn't gonna live more than its spell and rotation. So it might stay in rotation for about a week. Fair, fair. Um, for me, Masego by Masego, I have it as pretty damn good. Um, mainly just because as much as I like, I love some of the songs on there. If I don't even let, let me not say like, I love some of the songs there. But I do find myself skipping to my favorite songs on that album. Um, and not necessarily letting the whole album live. So for that reason, I only have it as pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Next album, Notorious Dump Legends Volume 2. By Mark Hummy and the God Bahim. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. It's really solid. It's very solid on re-listens. Um, it's good to keep listening to it. God Fahim actually recently dropped a project, I think this weekend with Nicholas Cravens, which I'm yet to listen to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take that in very soon. Um but yeah, it's it's a pretty good project. I like it. Mm, mm. Um, I think I'm right there with you. Pretty damn good for sure. Um, it is one of the albums that I find myself going back to way more than I thought I would be going back to it, to be honest. Um, yeah, and again, as I said in the um, review, outside of that intro, yeah, that whole project really does do something for me. So yeah, I agree, pretty damn good as well. And then last but not least, um, we have Red Moon in Venus by Caliucci. Mid. It's too long. Mm. It was too long. There's high points. There's really high points. There's low points. It's just it. It's a good vibe, but it never really. It, I never get out of um, second or third gear with my enjoyment of this album. Um, now, as you adeptly put it in um, your now world famous tweet that we they can find that at our underscore kex on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying this, but it's also the greatest album of all time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, <laughs> Paul. Yesterday, I went on my Twitter and I was like, "Let me see some of the tweets I've tweeted in the last week." I don't mm-hmm. remember tweeting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really the spirit that came over me. To no, tweet I, feel that one. I feel you. I feel you. It was facts, so like, it's facts. Spitting, <laughs> spitting. Um, yeah, I have it as my stay in rotation for about a week, um, just because. Again, there's some songs there that I really, really, really like it blends together at the end and I think that that's something that I'm now realising is just an unfortunate byproduct of the album, I guess um, and not just the first listen type thing, but I do enjoy the songs that I enjoy speaking of Kaliuchi by the way her red llama, red pyjama llama whatever that thing is, was unreal, unreal like, I've seen a few of those now I think she might have the best one so far that was unbelievable. Damn near like an actual song. Like if she released that by itself as a song, I'll download that tomorrow. Um but yeah, yeah, the album as a whole for me. Wait, what is that? Is that where they read that like Chuck Kids book in the French? Oh bro, yeah. I'll read that. Have you had JID's version of that? 
I haven't heard JID. JID's is crazy. <laughs> that nigga has inf- that, that nigga has infinite flows. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it would, bro, if you if you took that and released it on the Forever Story, yeah, I think it's just another song. Hand <laughs> the heart, no cap, no. Cap. I'm not capping That's at all. Crazy. There's not a single. There's not a single ounce of cap on my rap. Ari yeah, is I crazy too because she performs it. Ari, she does it to yeah. um, plenty of fish. Yeah, yeah. In. I saw Ari's one. Ari's one was cool. Oh, Ari's one was good. But have you seen Kaliuchi's one? I don't think so. No. Whoa, bro. <laughs> you don't think that she telling you she loves you? Red lava pajama language. I don't know. <laughs> I always oh, think she's God. telling me she loves me though. That's the issue. That's the, issue. That's the real issue. She her and Rosalia, like you never said you don't. So when I don't understand you, I'm assuming that's what you're saying. Damn. And the, the hidden subtext of just the pictures. I'm Fact. like, whoa, me? Say with Lola about me? Say with Lola Brooks. I don't understand what no. you're saying, but the energy tells me that we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. Lola Brooks, man, I can't wait. By the way, Lola Brooks has been cooking. Yeah, up. when Lola, when Lola Brooks comes to the UK, I'm there. I will be I'm there. Front row. I will be there. I'll be front row. Yo, I'm so dumb? excited for her career. I can't wait. The energy. <laughs> oh my the god. The energy. Bam, I haven't been this excited about a new career since Evan that... Mobley joined the league. Gala, gala. <laughs> that female rap is in such a great space. Oh. Chain Noir dropped a really good album a few weeks ago. Armani Caesar, Seven the Genius, um, Lola Brooke, Coil of Ray, Ice Spice, Glorilla, like all of these women that are just coming up. Like Mega's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Cardi will drop at some point. Nicki mm. Minaj is Nicki Minaj. Like Black Female Rap is in such an amazing space. And they're all so different. They're all so, so different. different. So, so different. different. Like, like Lola, even... Brooks, Lola Brooks is so, like, is she Brooklyn? She's Brooklyn. She's somewhere in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. She's so Brooklyn, and then Ice Spice just completely different. Fam. It's it's like you're really getting like the female equivalent of the five boroughs now, and I don't think yeah. we've really, at least in our lifetime, I don't think we have we've had that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Then you got Armani from upstate in Buffalo. Yeah. Giving you just different vibes. It's just mm-hmm. we're in, we're in such a beautiful. I'm really excited. I'm really excited yeah. for where these women are about to take it. Fam, there's something for everyone right now, man. That's on for everyone. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Oh, beautiful, beautiful time. Man. Shout out, Ice Spice, man. Um, <clears throat> I just want to, you know, every now and again, I remember that we're 25 plus Twitter. <laughs> and, and every now and again, when I remember that we're 25 plus Twitter, I remember that there's things that we grew up on that are just second nature to us. The whole generations, they don't know shit about. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I don't know if you saw that video. Um, it was like a real TikTok video of like the stick people, and the guy is gets him a car drunk, and he's singing um, "Way Too Sexy" drunk to his girl. Have you seen that video? It's amazingly funny video, right? It's just like stick okay. figures. It's as if like your girls come to pick you up drunk from the club, and the guy's singing "Way Too Sexy" and he's singing it heavy. Now, the person who's actually singing that behind the animation. Is Reggie Coos. I have seen the video you're talking about. Yeah. You've seen mm-hmm. the video. Yeah. Reggie Coos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine legend. Yep. Right. Talking about, you know, when you're on the Titanic and it's shit we in here. Where's the bitch? You know what I'm saying? When him and Rennie were having that, oh my God. Yeah. Reggie, absolute legend. I was sat there thinking, there's a whole generation of people who will be loving the stick figure video. 
and mm-hmm. they won't. They they're not like me where they hear that and they know instantly. I know Reggie Crew's voice when I hear Reggie. When I hear it. Do you know what I'm it's one of those. I saw that video, and all of a sudden, I saw Reggie Q's camera pointing towards him. That's what I'm saying. Uncle in the passenger side That's can't see saying. him. <laughs> Going yeah. crazy. I I know the vi- I know the aesthetic mm. from the beginning, right? And I just say there's a whole generation of people who don't know now about that. Mm-hmm. I say that to say one of the things I also did in these past few weeks that we were off was remember that there's a whole generation of people who only know Lady Gaga as an actress. That's ridiculous. They don't know about 09 Lady Gaga coming out with songs like Let's Play a Love Game, Play a Love Game. That's ridiculous. They don't know about Poker Face. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know about Just Dance. Yeah. A song that came in, back into my rotation this past week, bro. Not even Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Let's take it all the way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. They don't know about Gwen Stefani, Rich Girl. That sounds great. Fam, people not growing up with Gwen Stefani, rich girl. Do you know how crazy, crazy. people not growing up with Gwen Stefani in general? Fam, so people, how how did you learn how to spell banana for real? Though? The, fam. <laughs> no, let's have a conversation. Because I didn't know, it had me on ropes. Niggas don't know about don't speak. I know just what you're saying. They don't oh know. My <laughs> Yo, people growing up without Manny. Oh, God. God. Yo, Timberland really doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. They don't understand this rarefied air when Timberland talks. They don't understand. Yo, some people you tell <laughs> yo, some people will have an emotional breakdown and you'll say cry me a river. And, and they will know to some people <laughs> the only Eve that they know is the one in the Bible. They don't know about yeah. Eve Eve. Let me double down. They don't know about Eve Eve yeah. acting in the show called Eve about her. But her character's name was Shelly. Oh my god! Yeah, nah, it's out. It's very sad, man. It's very sad because, like, you look at someone like, um, like friend of the show Jamie, or eventual, eventually, when we even have our, if I know, it can't happen to my own kids because my kid will be brought up in the ways of the truth and nothing but the truth. Um, but you look at some certain kids that are growing up now, and it's like they're just not gonna grow up with the hits. They're not going to grow up with the songs that will make you into the man you have to be, or into That's the woman you have to be, That's or into the day you have to be. That's like, we're not raising people of virtue no more. Fam. Fam. Like, there's a whole generation of black youths right now, today, who are entering adulthood who don't know the words to How You Remind Me by Nickelback. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you're telling me that in your heart, in these kids' heart, they want to grow up and be a rock star, but they just don't have the words. <laughs> have the verbiage. <laughs> to tell them what they need to know. <laughs> Yo, you know, there's, there's a legitimate generation of people growing up now who doesn't care to hear the chipmunk version of songs. Bam, there's a generation of kids who don't look at aeroplanes in the night sky and think they're shooting stars. <laughs> Yeah, are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what's wrong with the kids of today. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> fam! People really don't know that today I'm not doing anything. Anything. <laughs> if the first Bruno Mars song that comes to your head is Uptown Fuck, we have missed it. We have That's missed it. it. <laughs> Look <laughs> 
my god. <laughs> Fam, that's the scary part, man. A lot of people have missed the whole of Bruno Mars. First, Bru- they don't know about pop Bruno Mars. God. God. They don't know about Bruno Mars in the Fedora. Bruv. It's sad. It's sad. They don't know Bruno Mars when he got cool and got backup dancers. Bro, they only know about cocaine Bruno Mars. <laughs> they don't know about apple juice Bruno Mars. Man. <laughs> that nigga said I want to be a millionaire. So, so freaking, freaking bad. bad. <laughs> oh, man. God. It's crazy how far music has come. It's beautiful, man. There's a whole generation of kids who don't know about Beautiful Liar, Beyonce and Shakira. Wow. They don't wow. know that there's parts of that video that Shakira is playing Beyonce's part because Beyonce couldn't do the moves. It's insane. It's actually insane. <laughs> Fam, people don't, they don't understand. Know, they don't know that Beyonce and Lady Gaga have never had a bad song together. <laughs> Beyonce and Lady Gaga have never Yo, had a bad song together. Of course not. How could they? How could they? <laughs> Oh my god, they don't understand the anger in my heart when they said to be continued and, and it was never, never continued. continued. <laughs> um, 14 times a day that music video played on my TV. I said, You can't wait to the next part. I can't, bro. Next part gonna be even crazier. I said, Wow, I can't wait. <laughs> and it just never, <laughs> it's emotional. It's a, it's, a, it's a sad state of affairs that we're living in, man. I don't know what they're teaching these kids in these schools. Mm. It's not about Kelly Clarkson, and it should it's be. Not. It it's should not. be because when I'm seeing videos of Kelly Clarkson performing "Pick Up Your Feelings," Fam, and people I, are surprised. The guy think that this is new for her. She's this is doing she's, this, bro. She's not new to this. She's true to this. Bam. <laughs> it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. The world that we're entering into, and I don't really like Fam. it. But here we are. You know, it's crazy. Because you ask a lot of people who their who their favorite pop star is, I'm not hearing JoJo enough. Bro, they don't know about Natasha Bedingfield. My God, my God, they think that she made TikTok songs. Bro, they don't know about Pocket Full of Sunshine. My God, yo, you know it's crazy that a lot of people hear in <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield and think she was singing on 808s. Bro, <laughs> no, that was added in recently. No, bro. <laughs> People will hear Natasha Bedingfield and not know that there's a whole other brother in this equation that was also Fam. a hit maker. Fam. <laughs> Fam. People will see birds and not understand that me too, I'm like a bird. And I, I always want to fly. My God. <laughs> Let's oh. move on, man. I just had to get that off my chest. No, it was a very... I'm happy you did. I'm happy I just you had did. If not us, then who? That's the issue. That's it. Because no one seems to be tackling the hard subjects anymore. That's what I'm saying. No, nah, I'm happy that we're we're a platform. We're really a platform where conversations that have to be had be had. By the way, two more things, and then we can move on to the next topic. Just two things mm. I saw on social media in the past few weeks. One, firstly, it does Chris Brown owe someone money? <laughs> why why was that? he in this country for so long? Like, what? <laughs> why? Why were there so many? Like, I saw people going, "Oh, second times a charm." I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like he performed in Manchester like the, the end of February uh-huh. in the arena, which is right by my house. Why am I seeing people going to his show last week? What's in Manchester? So do you owe someone money? Firstly, he's, he's catching up on lost time. Firstly, and people that were going two, three times. Are you well in cost of living crisis? Show that you've already seen once two weeks ago. Yeah, you're calling your ass on stage. Crazy. Stay crazy. home. 
Secondly, <laughs> it really happened. He called someone, he called one guy on stage <laughs> yeah. and the man left. Yes, good, good. Um, this is in America. This like, is we don't play that. We don't play that over here. All right. If that's what you want to do, let him pay your bills. Fam. Pay your automobile. <laughs> pay your credit card bill. Fuck out of here. Fam. Yeah, that's an interesting point, by the way. And then after this, we can move on for real. But mm, I say this because I know a bunch of people who've done it in the past. Would you ever do the whole I'm going to the first show, second show, and third show that this artist is doing? No. Or first and second show? No. Someone yeah. did that. Um, obviously, in that time, I also I saw Isaiah Rashad finally for the um, Little Sunny's European Vacation Tour. Brilliant show. Someone did that there where he saw Isaiah. So I was on a Monday, and the guy went and saw Isaiah on the. He had seen him in the Birmingham show on the Saturday. He's like, Yeah, man, I saw him in Birmingham on Saturday. So I went to come back and see it again. I'm like, Nigga, why? Mm-hmm. For a reason. You spent mm. money twice? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. They perform their set list. They come to do the same set list. This is the exact same, same set list, exact same shop, exact same mm. arrangement. Um, and it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't add up to me. Like, I get seeing them at different times. Like, I've seen, there are artists who I've seen multiple different times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's on different tours. Yeah. And then, of course, they'll perform some of the same same songs. Like, the first time I saw Schoolboy Q, he performed Gangster. The second mm-hmm. time I saw School Boy Q, he performed Gangster. I've seen it twice, but mm-hmm. it's a different show each time. I want to see him yeah. on the Monday, then go see him on a Tuesday. What's happened? On, am I a stalker, bro? Mm, exactly. We need to bring that shame. That's the issue. That's a real issue. That we just don't shame people anymore because we we're not allowed to. We don't shame people anymore, and it's really sad. Mm. It's really sad. As a generation, we need to be. You know, we need to start bringing that, working that back mm. in. In fact, different situations. I don't know I can say that because the other day someone tried to shame me for saying that I wasn't going to go to all of someone's shows. Whose show? I can't remember who it was. They tried to do it for Wizkid when mm-hmm. I said I'm only going to the Monday show and they mm-hmm. said, what? You're not going to the Saturday show and the Sunday show Why would I do well? both? What, it what type of cardio? Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't, nothing is going to change. He might bring out different guests. That's fine. That's as fine. long as he brings out guests for my show, I'm happy. Is that the Wizkid in June or whenever it is? This year? Not this year. The one that I went to, oh, the one that you went to, the Made in okay. Lagos one, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but they tried to do it for another artist who's coming in the future. I can't remember who it was, was there. That's annoying me. Uh, oh well, when I remember, I'll, I'll bring it back to this. Problem. The only person I would even consider is Janae because if she doesn't see my proposal on night one, she'll see it on night two. <laughs> She is happily married with a baby. I think that was not married. She's not married. She's not engaged. He hasn't. He hasn't got that. Shout! Happy birthday to Big Sean, by the way. As we record this, this is birthday. Thirty-five years. Congrats! Right, birthday, big bro. Um, happy birthday. Is that what that post was? Because I thought it was an album promo. I don't know what post you're talking about. I just know that it's his birthday today. Okay, because he posted on Twitter this morning, and it was literally it was a picture, four pictures of him. Today's. I don't even know if it was today's day. I just saw a date, but the date didn't make sense because the year was 88. Yeah, and in my head, I thought... Because him and Janae are both born in 88. Right, okay, okay. In my head, I literally saw that. I was like, 88, 2088, we're getting part two. Okay, cool. Rollout time. Mm. Makes sense, though. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I think we'll get a solo album from both of them before we get another 2088 album. Mm. I'm not fast. I just want more music. I need that, solo, from... I need that, I need that solo Janae album. Mm. I do. It would be nice. It would be nice. Mm. 
Anyway, man. Um, I mean, earlier we spoke about some albums that we reviewed. Whilst we were reviewing the Masego album and the Notorious Dump Legends Volume 2, um, you had an interesting statement in those album reviews. The statement you made was that you are in neckbeard rap time of the year, where all you want to listen to is the underground songs, the songs where people are rapping for their damn lives, where they're rapping like they have something to prove. And that sat with me, um, funnily enough. We walked away from the podcast, we went back to our individual homes, and it was just something that, you know, every now and then I'd be like, hmm, he keeps on saying this neckbeard rap thing, but we've never really gone into what is neckbeard rap, what is underground rap. So I thought it would be an interesting thing if you came to the podcast this week and you gave some gave the people who also have similar questions and the people who want to also get into the same territory that you are in in this time of year what the albums are that you would recommend to those people to get into such a territory, get into such a mindset, if you will. Yeah, man, happily. I'm really thank you for this. Mm. Um, so the simple answer to that question is it will be different every single time. Neckbeard, rap, um, underground hip-hop, whatever you want to call it, takes different forms. So as I mentioned, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown released their joint project, Scaring the Host, just this past week. It that sounds very different to another sort of underground hip hop project that both you and I love and talks about on this um, podcast that came out earlier this year, "The Mind of a Saint" by Sky Zoo and the other guys. Mm. Very different aesthetics, very different projects. Both of them will make you do this, right? When you're mm. listening to it, and gives you that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and it's all about the bars. It's all about the bars. Produ- production tends to take a back seat. Um, tends to be less built up, a lot more lo-fi, a lot more boom-bap, a lot more simplistic. Um, sampling is still prevalent. Stamp- sampling is still key. But it's more about the bars, the story, um, the lyricism, and and the feel. The feel mm. is key. Um, so to give you... So to go through some of these, I created a... I, I want to say top five. Okay. I've got more than five written down here. <laughs> um, All right. But I'm going to go through. I'm going to give you a five initially. And we're going to mm-hmm. go decade by decade. All right. So real quick. So with this one, right? Are you? Are these albums going to be your favorites? Or are they going to be albums that you're recommending to people to get them into this world? Yeah, to get them into this world. I wouldn't say they're my favourites, but I think mm-hmm. each of them represents... Um, each of them different. I think they're great introductions, and I think they are... Um, they are seminal projects in their own right, each of them, I believe. So like I said, I've gone decade by decade, going from the 80s up until present-day 2020s. Okay. All right, okay. cool. Mm-hmm. So which way do you want me to start? Do you want me to start 20s or do you want me to start 80s? You decide. Uh, let's start 80s and come to present day. 80s, we're going with legendary rap group EPMD with their debut album Strictly Business from 1988. Mm. Um, many of you, Some of you may not have 
heard of EPMD, maybe only heard of them through the Nas tracks. EPMD, we back in business off with him and Hit Boy. Um, Hit Boy dropped an album this past day, week, actually. Um, mm. Real boom bap rap from the 80s era, really beginning that transition into what would be the 90s golden era of hip hop. So it doesn't lend itself to the 80s stylistically in terms of your um, slick ricks. Big Daddy Kane's Eric B. Rakim, it does lean itself more so to your early 90s um, Wu-Tang, adjacent, Nas, that type of rap, which is really interesting because it sits in that 88 space where you start to see that shift and trend. Um, similar to a project that we may or may not be talking about in a few minutes here on this podcast. Mm. Um, but I highly recommend EPMD Strictly Business. It's one that I went back and listened to after hearing Nas's EPMD We Back in Business and saying, hmm, Maybe I should listen to this EPMD. And I realized why he was, he was so um, forthright in letting us know that EPMD was back in business. Um, so, yeah, EPMD Strictly Business from 1988. Fair. To the 90s. Um, Breaking Atoms by Main Source. This is um, Project. Main Source was a rap group um, from the 90s featuring Large Professor, who I mentioned going to see do a Q&A um, just last month in February. Mm -hmm. And this was an album which um, shows a lot of different facets and sides of hip hop. And one of the things it really does well is show you the importance of sampling. There are a lot of deep cut samples on this project. Mm -hmm. And then the wrapping on top of that um, is really special. This is the debut of Nas. It's the, the LP debut of Nas on the um, song Life from the Barbecue. Um, so this came out in 1991. And again, this really begins to usher in. It's one of those projects that ushers in that golden era of rap in the in the early to mid nineties, where it is just so boom bap, New York heavy. Um, both of these albums so far that I've given you are New York albums. Mm. Um, but yeah, it has that feel, and the production. And this one is more production. There's a lot more production focus on this because, like I say, there's there's the samples are really key. The samples are a big part of this project, but the rapping. The storytelling on songs like um, Looking at the Door, another game of base, Looking at the Door, which is about the breakup of a relationship, leaving an abusive relationship, another game, friendly game of baseball, which is about police violence, um, mm. which is a really interesting way to say it because, you know, baseball being America's pastime at the time and using that and that analogy to show the inequality of the system um, and police brutality that was happening to black Americans in, in America throughout history, but at this time in the 90s really solid project and it's a posse cut so there's a lot of different voices um it's not it's not monolithic so you get a lot of different voices coming in and and rapping over these different beats so um yeah mm. breaking atoms by main source mm. nice. that's the 90s so the 2000s i'm taking you down to houston texas okay i'm taking to scarface and the fix Fair. Now, when we talk about Scarface, and when I talk about Scarface, I will always go to 1994's The Diary, because mm. I think it's it's just one of the greatest hip-hop projects I've ever heard. The Fix is not too far behind, man. The Fix is a really dope project. It's um, Scarface rapping at his best. It's still underground. I think Scarface as a whole, I think he's, an as a name, he's a legend, but I think his music, especially to our generation, is very underground. I don't know many people who have a Scarface bag, for real, for real. Mm -hmm. um, and I see this project as an underground classic. It really is that. Um, it's the same high-quality storytelling that you always get from Scarface. Those schemes, the, the way he tells his stories, it's eerie. He's telling dark stories. 
same mm. as on um, The Diary, which is one of my personal favorite hip hop albums of all time. Um, and it gives you that exact same feeling. Um, but the subject matter is a little bit different. It's a lot more up to date in terms of what was happening in 2000s and the post, um, post 90s era. Um, a lot of talk about drug bars. Mm-hmm. Um, it being called the fix, you know, the fiends are getting their fix. Mm. So I, I would get, I would definitely give that a listen, especially because that is around the time where the South started to take control. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the time that's, and not the way that we talk about the South taking control in our generation when we talk about Free Young Thug, mm-hmm. um, Future, um, Dolph, all these guys that came up around, you know, like the tens. Mm. We're talking about the 2000s where face was at his peak mm-hmm. outcasts were at their peak potential i mean i don't think outcasts have a peak i think outcasts are peakless, yeah. <laughs> but outcasts were at their peak ugk and mm. pimsy rest in peace pimsy long live bumby um mm. were at their height with some of the projects that they were giving out and all these different artists that were coming out of the south and scarface mm. was really just i i think he's the preemptive one out of the south to be perfectly honest with you definitely out of texas anyway um, so you can go with the fix by Scarface. Fair. So the 2010s, this one was really hard. Okay. This one was really hard to pick one specific one because the 2010s is an era that's defined by underground albums, especially with the advent of streaming and illegal downloads, the ease of illegal downloads, sites like that piff, the mixtape era, all of this type of stuff. So it's really hard to pick one, but one that I really personally love that I think everyone should listen to if you're really if you're a hip hop fan. Is everything in between by the ugly heroes from 2016? Mm. Um, it's a project about life, man. It's really simple. It's a boom boom back project from Mellow Music Group. Mellow Music Group is the label or subsidiary which is run by Apollo Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Apollo Brown, who works with the likes of Chain Noir, um, he's done works with Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, Ross Five Nine. He's a great producer, good rapper in his own in his own right as well. And Ugly Heroes again, it's a collective, so it's a posse cut of three rappers. Um, and they just rap about life, the different things mm. that they're struggling with. Songs that I could highly recommend, the songs like Peace of Mind, which just lives with me all the time. Um, the intro, everything in between, where they just talk about the ills mm. of life, some of them having kids and what that means for them, the 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 changes in their life in terms of older family members dying and now they got new family members to come up, still trying to make it in the rap game, staying true to themselves and what they want to do whilst mm. the rap game is going in a completely different arc. Um, there's, there's things that they touch upon. So I highly recommend that album from 2016. It was definitely, if I go back and give you a list of my favorite albums of 2016, it's in the top five. And that's, right. that is saying something. Yeah, so 2016 was stacked. 2016 was stacked. Um, mm. But it's definitely in my personal top five. Highly recommend that project. And then from the 2020s, I went with a project which... Um, well, an artist who I nominated for new artist, best newcomer or rookie of the year at last year's two stubborn night junior awards. It's Cost of Living by Fillmore Green. Mm. Um, again, produced by Apollo Brown. Um, so you can see the pocket that Apollo Brown sits in in terms of underground rap. And again, it really has just a 90s boom bap feel. But he's talking about things that are so current. The sampling on this as well. He's from Chicago, so he samples mm-hmm. songs from some Chicago legends. There's Kanye samples on there. There's Common samples on there. He's talking about the difficulties of living in Chicago, which are well documented. Um, but just 
it's just it's just really high quality rap from someone who's really at their infancy in the mainstream game. And I think that's one of the yeah. things that you see in underground hip hop a lot is you see some of the most high quality rap from people who will just never get that level of shine mm. um, that we expect. So you'll get the Kendrick quality rap. You'll get the Cole quality rap, but you'll yeah. get it from someone who will just never have that level of pressure on their shoulders to deliver. And it's so mm. raw. It's so authentic. And again, it's a lot of really good samples on this project, but the rapping comes to light. So that's Cost of Living by Fillmore Green from the 2020s, 2022 specifically. Fair. Fair. Yeah, and no, I like that point, man, because there's a lot of um there's a lot of artists who they're not big artists and they're not necessarily names that you could just throw into normal conversations with people who don't well, with most people, in fact, I won't even say like because even music heads sometimes don't know about all these artists, but mm-hmm. especially people the more what's the word I'm thinking of? Not amateur. What's the casual. Casual, that's it. The more casual listener will probably never even go out of their way to listen to some artists. And they're def- so it makes some names that you just can't really bring up because it's like, ah, where's this conversation gonna go? But some of the best rap is right there, man. And it's like man, if you'll just give this person a chance, you might actually be one of their biggest fans just like that, but we get stuck, man. We get stuck. It's what it is. I like that, though. Well done, man. That was a, that was a good list. That was a good more, list. And that's the thing. Like, I wanted to go with names again that are like... Because I could have just filled this with four Run The Jewels albums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like we know about Killer Mike and LP. Mm. And then they're known like ugly heroes dropped into that that everything in between dropped in the same year of 2016 that rt the run the jewels dropped rtj3 mm. and in the same year that a tribe called quest dropped we got it from here thank you for your service man. Man. and Isaiah rashad dropped the sun's tirade man and chance dropped coloring book and and all these different projects and i would genuinely hand on heart tell you and cole um for your eyes only and i would genuinely hand on heart tell you that from a pure base lyrics perspective Mm -hmm. i think ugly heroes everything in between would be number one of those albums wow perspective that that is saying something Mm. so man fair man we should do this again at some point with a different category i like this I was going to add some of my own, but I don't even want to add them anymore because I feel like you do a really good job. Um, I think one of the ones that... See, and maybe it's because we have different... different um, meanings to the word of netbeard rap. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's more... I agree in terms of it's the songs that make you bop your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're slightly more like... Slightly more underground for sure, but for me, it's not necessarily that the lyrics have to take the forefront. Okay. Um. So one of the albums that when I asked you the question, even when I said this, I think what we should do this week, um, is the album that I turned on immediately after, mm-hmm. and that was um Camplo Uptown Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me is like one of those albums where it's like I can listen to that. For I can listen to that on repeat for two weeks straight because it just that boom bap sound is mm-hmm. 
infectious throughout that whole album, man. It's like, wow, I can, oh man, the production on that album for me, probably one of my favorite sounding albums. Um, definitely in my top 10 favorite sounding albums all time, man, because it's just wow, I can just listen to it over and over again. Damn it, I can listen to it as an instrumental and it'll be fine for me. And I'm not typically the guy who can just listen to straight up instrumentals um, for too long a period anyway. But that, wow, yeah. Camplo, Saturday, that, um, and ugh, Most Death, that's it. It's Most Death. And what's the album I'm thinking of? It is specifically... Black on both sides, yes. Most mm-hmm. of Black on both sides um, is an album that I love, 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 love. Um, most of not my introduction to most of, but it's one of those sort of albums that after I realized, you know, I'm I'm a most of fan, and I've liked every time I hear most of on. Let me go back and actually listen to some of his albums. And Black on both sides was the first album I went back and listened to, and. It's stellar, beginning to end, man. There's so many songs on there where it's just spitting. Well, every song on there is just spitting anyway. The production there is phenomenal, and it's just one of those songs again where the whole song album, beginning to end, you're bopping your head. There's no way that you can't bop your head because it's just one of them. Yeah, one man. of them, man. I think it's one of those things. Though, it's like I said, like it comes in all different shapes and sizes, right? Mm. And so, like, like different artists and different times will be underground so for us like i say the album that we're potentially going to talk about in the next few minutes here on this podcast does not sound like it doesn't sound like epmd um Mm. strictly business right but it was an underground album at that time because it was just it it just didn't get the same level of shine now his now throughout history now it has gotten that right Mm. but like but even for example i've named them name dropped him a lot now already on this podcast JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, Scaring the Hose. It's an underground album, bro. <clears throat> it's an mm. underground album. Mm. But if I take you back to Danny album, Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition, I don't think that's an underground album. I think that was a very right. mainstream album for 2016. Mm. It was well heard about, well documented. You see mm. what I'm saying? Like, but it has that same bop and get your head going. So even like, for example, Most Death, who yep. is considered a neckbeard rapper, he is considered an underground rapper, a backpack rapper, whatever terminology you want to use. Mm-hmm. Most Death and Tyler Quali are Black Star from 1990 is one of the most talked about fabled albums ever. Like, yeah. you know I mean, like you, that is not an underground, it may be underground mm. artists. Yeah. That's not an underground album. Mm. That is talked about in the exact, <laughs> like that is talked about and celebrated in the exact same light as a doggy style and a chronic. So yeah, we can't talk about mm. that like it's an underground, like it didn't have the in, like it did. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it will switch from mm. time to time. So even like, like I didn't, I didn't talk about Elephant Man's Bones by Rock Marshall. Man, man, mm-hmm. came out last year because I actually think that got a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to talk about Mount Marcy or yep. Empire Strikes Back by mm. Rock Marciano, completely mm. different conversation. If we, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify Ten as an underground album. I would yeah. classify Fly God One mm. that really sparked off Westside Gun's rap career for real back in 2017. That mm-hmm. I'd go there for. So it, it takes different shapes and sizes at different times, I mm. think, completely, which is the beauty of it, man. Yeah. I think at its core, you're going to get top quality music just without the mainstream industry. Production, pressure, push, 
Look at those three P's, man. Look at me, bro. I'm out here. Three um, P's from Paul. That's I'm crazy. Aid, man. Hey, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you pushing P. <laughs> you're free out the how many times a day do you just like do you ever just have that thing where a week where you're just like bro like young thug is allegedly yeah. responsible for 300 murders in the gray or Atlanta area Fam, i just get so sad every now and then like, i miss him i actually bro, like, miss him music check, check came on in the car this past week i was like yo this nigga was right yo digits came on and i was just like Fam. this nigga was right in digits <laughs> At the same time, he was allegedly responsible Crazy. for over 300 murders in the Great Crazy. Crazy. area. Oh, God, please don't let it be true. Man. It's, not even, like, it's not even like YMW Mali, where all of the signs were there. <laughs> I can't lie. Young Thug's been talking greasy for minutes now. But, but like, this is, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just wow. It's wow. It's wow. I just can't believe it. Yeah. Like there's a, there's more than enough from what I've seen. There's more than enough evidence that I should believe it. Bam! From time that they flipped, um, what's Gunner. that guy's name? From time that they flipped Gunner, I was like, oh shit, this might be true. This might be true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was trying to fight it at all. Ah, uh, uh, they got us. From the time his boy tried to slip him a perk while they were in court. <laughs> oh my god, yo man, you've you've been mentioning it. You've mentioned it. Let's get into it, man. Album of the week time. In March of 1989, with hip hop readying to enter its early 90s golden era, three men originating out of Amityville, New York, would construct an album that came to be revered and celebrated by peers and critics alike. Three Feet High and Rising, the debut album by legendary hip-hop group De La Soul, was released in March 1989 to rave reviews and mass celebration. Heralded for its creative sampling, quirky lyricism, and evolving the link between hip-hop and jazz, the album would go on to receive a 10 out of 10 rating from Pitchfork, five stars from Rolling Stone, and in 2010 was selected by the Library of Congress to the National Recording Registry. After a near-decade battle, the album finally made its way to streaming platforms and became available to a whole new generation of fans in March 2023. So, in celebration of the legendary group and the life of the late great True Goy the Dub, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising is the latest album to come to the two stubborn Nigerians' scale. Three Feet High and Rising, an album by De La Soul, released on March 3rd, 1989, or released on March 3rd, 2023, depending on how you was listening to it. It's 23 Ooh. songs, one hour and three minutes long. It is the debut album by now legendary rap group De La Soul. Um, where to begin with this one? You hadn't listened to this album before, had you? I had not listened to this album before, no. Neither had I. Had, how many of the songs had you heard, if any? Um, I'd heard maybe two of the songs from this album. The Magic um, Number? The Magic Number. Oh, maybe me, three, actually. I wasn't even thinking about that. The Magic me, Number. Me, Myself and I. Me, Myself and I. And? And um, Ghetto. Ghetto Sang. Yeah. Yeah, I was about the same. So I'd had Magic Number, Get a Thing, I Know, and Me, Myself, and I. Um, so I was a four. Um, mm. Excited to listen to this. Yep. 
I'd been mentioning it for a few months when I had the De La Soul, well, back to last year, 2022, when I had the De La Soul, had got their masters and knowing that they would be releasing this on streaming platforms and, you know, looking forward to actually having access to listen to this album and really their whole catalogue now. Mm. Um, and it was beautiful seeing when this release and they had De La Soul Day and all the legends came out to perform with them and celebrate them and seeing them go on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon and having Black Thought from the Roots perform True Goy's parts of this song with him obviously mm. sadly passing away. And it's sad they didn't get to see this day. This, this would have been yeah. a big fight for all three of them to get to this point. But that's the beauty of, I think, music and beauty of, of leaving a mark on earth is that your legacy is on, um, mm. even after your physical is gone. Mm. That rhymed, man. I might have to get back in the studio for real because that was accidental. <laughs> bro. Fam, Logic Pro X is ready to nah, go. Niggas, you niggas, are, niggas don't know, fam. I, I, like I've been saying, the mixtape is coming. I'm waiting. 26, the same year that, same age that Hove was when he dropped Reasonable Doubt is the same Man. age I'm going to be when I drop Probable Cause. Like, fam. <laughs> it's, it's, I've got the blueprint. Why would I not follow it? You know what I mean? <laughs> um... So yeah, I was really excited to listen to this album, um, mm. and we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one that has been revered by generations, four generations, and like I say, it came out 89, so really is in that period between um, of New York rap, when mm-hmm. you're about to switch from the Slick Ricks, Eric B. Rakim's, um, Big Daddy Kane, Mm. public enemy to the more Nas, Wu-Tang, Hove, not Hove, because Hove's more mid, late, but that Mm. type of buster, that type of feel and sound. So it's Mm. really interesting to see, listen to this album, sit between those two pockets, Mm -hmm. those two eras Mm. of um, hip-hop. Something that came to mind, actually. Yeah. This past few weeks, mm. complete sign out. This because I mentioned him so many times on this podcast. When we talk about best British rappers, yeah, where do we put Slick Rick? <laughs> um, and MF Doom. That's a tough one. It's so because niggas go straight to the Kano wretches skeptic. I'm like, yeah. bro, we've been out here since the eighties. Yeah. No, yeah, we've been legendary in this game. Legendary in this game. We were um, legendary before we were legendary. Do you know what I mean? Like, people talk about Skepta and these men as if they are the first legendary. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. We've been legendary. At all. At all, bro. We really pioneered the game. We pioneered the game. Man, people don't know. People don't know, laddie daddy, we came to party. We, we came to party. And bro. Snoop had to come and sample that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Dre came and flipped that. Flipping hell. Flipping hell, look at our oh man, our reach is crazy. Our lineage um, goes deep. They'll be high, they'll be very high. It'll be so tough to rank them though, because then I feel like they, the amount that they skew the rankings just based on their legendaryism. Mm-hmm. Wow, new word, TM. Um, <laughs> just based on their legendaryism, it skews things. But then again, even our even our guys, the guys who we usually like run to. Are legends themselves, so I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I mean, they're behind Miss Banks, but I would still put them. <laughs> Can I put them ahead of J- like you know what I'm saying? 
That's a divine Miss Banks. Yeah, you know, I really had to think, I'm Miss Banks, yeah. I like it. <laughs> that was another cop. I like it. You're not, you're not. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Being behind Miss Banks is the best place to be. That's the best anyway. place. <laughs> <laughs> Top three joke you've ever said on this podcast, by the way. That was elite. That was brilliant. That was just, that's, that's just a good, good, solid joke. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank Let's get to the project. Yes, sir. Free high and rising. Mm. Initial thoughts and what themes were you picking out from this project? From this project, um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. And what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be a very um, similar to how we were just speaking of a very boom bap sounding album. Um, I was getting ready, especially. With this, with me not having heard this album before, with me not knowing what songs were going to be on this album, um, all I really had to go off was what I saw from the De La Soul day where they were performing. And the songs that they were performing had, I don't know what the phrase is. I don't want to say boom bap, but it had that more, it just, it had a very different vibe to it, a very different type of energy to it. So I went, when I went into this album, my brain was naturally just saying, okay, we're probably going to get a lot of that vibe. And if that's the case, I'm very, very excited. It wasn't really that. It was more so, and the thing that kept on popping into my head every time I turned this album on and listened all the way through, it was palpable fun. Like the album feels like they had so much fun making it. I can't describe it any other way. Like, literally, beginning to end is, like, three men who were clearly friends, got onto an album together, and they just had fun making every single song. Like, it's fun beginning to end. And there's hidden messages in different places where I'm like, wow, you know what? If I wasn't listening to this for maybe the third time, I wouldn't have even deeped how deep some of these songs are, like even like potholes, potholes on my lawn. Like, yo, I wasn't really deep in it, but I was like, oh, okay, cool, I was having fun. Or, um, oh my gosh, what's the song? I'm forgetting the song, the one where um, it may be Treadwater, but there's just a lot of songs there where it's like, oh, this is deeper than what I would think it would be for a song, for an album where it feels like, oh, this group have come together and they're having fun. Like, I don't know how they balanced the two, but they did a decent job of balancing the two. It doesn't sound how I thought it was going to sound, but it's a good album. I enjoyed myself listening to it. Palpable fun, beginning to end. Yeah, man, fun is the key word. I was going to come in here and say the same thing. You've got three friends who are just coming out to have fun on their debut Ooh. album, which they really do. And um, like you say, they do that really well in terms of having fun on different tracks. Some... Some of it leading towards, you know, more stupid fun, mm-hmm. like the intro itself. <laughs> yep. They're coming back to that game show feel. Mm-hmm. Um, even songs like Can You Keep a Secret? Talk about yeah. and <laughs> and shit. Like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, nigga, what? Like, okay, we don't tell me I have dandruff. Like, you don't know my story. <laughs> 
you don't know my story. Do you know what I'm saying? But then two songs later, you get Ghetto Thang and Mary had a yeah. little lamb. That's a fib. She had two twins, though, in one crib. Now she's only four. Now she's only 14. What a start. But that's this defect is ground common. Like, Man. that bridging of that two, para, two completely parallel worlds, they mm-hmm. did really, really well. Very, very. And then it wasn't a surprise when this nigga came on later on the track. Very tribe called Quest adjacent. Yeah, yeah, big facts. Very, very people's instinctive travels adjacent. Like, yep. I don't eat no ham and eggs because they're high in cholesterol. Mm. This is fat booty, but then you've got other tracks where they're actually talking some real shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like yep. oh, shit. You, you sometimes forget that these are teenagers, early twenties, in the nineties, in the eighties, just having fun, vibing out, using simplistic equipment to try and make songs not even knowing that this could actually go big and they can make a living out of these rhymes that they were writing down on fucking school tables do you know Mm. Mm. Um, and you get that you get all sides of that so like you said i think you said it really well like you get the fun but then if you're not actually listening like we have to Mm. to critique it you would miss the messages that yep. some of these songs have and the messages there are really actually quite key and actually mm. quite deep and introspective that you actually want to listen to. So I think they do that. They bridge that really well. Um, lyrics. Lyrics. Lyrics, man. Um, man, I think similar to how we just said, man, when they're having fun, they're clearly having fun. Um, and those are songs where the lyrics may not be as like, oh, okay, yeah, like I I didn't know, I didn't catch this the first time, I didn't catch the second time. Like, um, De La Orgy, skip, mm-hmm. but it is what it is, you know, it's, like, it's a song that, not a song, but it's something you can skip if you want, like it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Whereas <laughs> something like um, Tread Water, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, okay, hold on. Like they're really talking, like, as you said, these are teenagers, but it sounds like they're grown men having lived a full life, like giving real, giving the, giving down near messages or not messages. What's the word I'm thinking of? Giving advice that I would give to someone coming up after me, but these are kids that are doing it. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like just the analogies that they have throughout this whole album. And them not not album this song should I say specifically tread water where they're using the imagery of do, talking to different animals and it's like just conversations and they keep on coming to this idea of you know just tread water like just keep your head above the water you'll be all right like it's fine for them to be able to keep on coming back to that whilst using the silly analogy like and I saw Mr Crocodile Mr Crocodile said this and then it's like oh it feels silly. But they're actually like spitting. Like if you really deep it, they're really talking. And I think they keep on doing that. And it's really impressive to me how they always get back to that. Yeah, no, I feel the same. I feel the same. Even like on a song um, which can be um, heralded for its production, Me, Myself and I, and the messaging yep. of being proud of who you are, being solid in knowing that despite what the world tells you, you that nigga. For real, for real, not all of you, not all of you can, can <laughs> some of you aren't him at all, you know what I'm saying? But some of us, yep, some yes, of sir. us, yes, sir, keep him, man, keep him. 
Man. That's not if you're a woman, if you're non-binary, you can also yep. be he him. You know yep. what I'm saying? Some of the realest, some of the realest, some of the realest women I know are he hims for real, for real. They got that dog in them. Not that dog. They got that wolf in them, bro. They got that Jacob Cullen. Talk about that Twilight. But yeah, no, like they they do that on songs like I say, me myself and I. You've already you've already said Treadwater, Ghetto Thang as well, yeah. which is just yep, yep. Because again, you're coming off like, can you keep a secret? And Jennifer's taught me, and you're like, oh, they're just having fun. And then all of a sudden, it's like she's got a baby. But she's 14, mm-hmm. and it instantly I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Do her and Brenda know each other? Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the hip hop connected universe is mad. Because <laughs> 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 Jennifer, Jennifer, Brenda, and <laughs> Oh, oh my god, what's that? What's that going on? Terrain, it's crazy. They're just running around, just meeting each other. Crazy, it's crazy. And then they get together like the Avengers, but yeah, man. Stanley and everything. That's what I'm saying, but yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think there's songs where they're really spitting, and you can see the influence that they would then have on the projects that were to come in the 90s. It actually surprised me when I realized the date that this came out before People's Instinctive Travels um, down the path of rhythm, Tribe Called yeah. West, because I always in my head canon, and obviously like I said, this is my first time listening to this full album, but in my head canon, I always have Tribe Called Quest, and obviously Q-Tip is on this project, Q-Tip produced some songs on this project, Q-Tip was active in rap going back to 85, 84 so his influence is un- is undeniable but I always see it as like Tribal Quest album launched this whole genre of rap but mm. to know that there was actually albums that came out prior, like the first single off this album came out in 88 mm. you know what I mean, so like wow. we're talking a whole, a good two years before mm. we see a people's instinctive travels. Do you know what I'm saying? We're talking a good, what, three, four years Damn. before we see Buster on Scenario. Damn. Like, Damn. So you're seeing this influence that they were having in the game, and mm. it makes De La Soul Day that we just saw at the beginning of this month of March make even more sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It makes even more sense why... Mm. You're seeing Queen Latifah there, while you're seeing the roots there, while you're seeing Common there, and all these people there, because it's like their influence and their ability to sit in those two pockets. So we gonna have fun as mm-hmm. kids and rap on, you know, the old school type, you know, vibe. But then mm. also we're gonna tell you some stories, and we're also gonna go deeper, and actually we're gonna do what hip hop actually does better than any other form of art on the mm. planet of actually recanting some of the horrors and difficulties of real life. See, this is, it feels like this, right? As much as I think social media has probably been a net negative, it has its positives because I would have loved to be able to like go on socials and see maybe like the influence that the two groups had on each other. Yeah. Because Q-Tip is on this album. So clearly there was a relationship and I would love to see, uh, maybe they were friends, maybe they were cool, or was it literally just uh, this one feature? Who inspired who? Like, how did that... I would have loved to see them be able to go back 
and like actually see some of the inspirations. And maybe there's maybe it's somewhere. Maybe it's somewhere. Maybe I just have to go and do the research. Yeah, I'll get I back was, to you. On that. Mm? I would say Q tip influence everyone. Mm. Like it's that simple. Like mm. Q tip was an active producer, big producer. Mm-hmm. Five years before his debut album for his yeah. group came out. Mm. So when Q-Tip is on People's Distinctive Travels and Jerobi's there introducing the whole group, and mm-hmm. so we got the conductor, Q-Tip. Q-Tip needed no introduction because mm. he mm. was already like one of the biggest names in rap. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's like yeah. when Nas dropped in 94. Like that's mm. the, I think that is one of the biggest differences between the rap game then and the rap game now. Like, mm. we will hear about someone now because we have a re like a presence. They've dropped a song that's gone big. Like an Ice Spice has dropped a song that's gone big. A Glorilla has dropped a song that's gone big. Like a little baby drops a little baby. Like his freestyle, for example, and you hear it everywhere, and you're like, oh shit, who is this person? Back then. It was all word of mouth. Mm. You might not have heard that tape that Q-Tip has a couple samples on or a couple tracks on, but you've heard that name bubbling for years and years and years, and you're just waiting for, okay, the day that he drops and his group drops, I'm going to get that. I'm going to spend my bread on that, or I'm going to get a bootlegger to get me that. I'm going to make sure I get this Nas tape, because I heard this guy rap back on one track in 1991, and it was crazy. So I'm just waiting for the day that he gets his own mixtape that I can listen to, and then Elmatic drops, and now yeah, I actually get to listen to it. It's just, it's the difference. So mm. Q-Tip, to answer your question, assume that Q-Tip influenced everyone. Mm. Mm. Even Fair. Michael Jackson. Fair. That's Of course, he might influence Michael Jackson. You heard Michael Jackson? No, for real. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what's Production. The next Production. A1. Flipping A1. I Audi love A1. the production. Uh, fam, <laughs> Audi A1, A1 Source, A1 Grade. I don't know if that's how GCSEs work. Is it a, is it a letter and a number? No, it's just a number, bro. Damn. I don't think I don't, don't know the pain. They don't know the pain. <laughs> my god Ugh. Ugh. Um, nah man I think the production on this album is fantastic um, you know I go to a ghetto thing like we've already you've spoken about some of the messaging on ghetto thing the production in ghetto thing is amazing okay. the cadence that they choose to rap with on ghetto thing is fantastic me myself and I is me myself like if you sample the Funkadelics I'm all in. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, you've got me. You've Message got me. to modern day artists, by the way. But we don't sample it enough. It's right there. Just oh, 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 You can't miss. You can't miss. You cannot miss. That is a layup. There's certain work, Funkadelics. Isley Brothers, yeah, uh, Earth Wind of Fire, yeah, oh, it's Redding with Sage yeah. on here. There's some that you just you're not gonna miss. Someone should get me in the studio. I'll get you a hit album. We're easy. We're I gonna have to spend you. money. We're gonna have to spend money. <laughs> but, Listen, nothing in this life comes free. Comes free. If you can rap on beat, I promise you, I know a song that we should be sampling. Bam, Bam. I have a book. It's a one-page book, but it's a book. (laughs) 
we're not going oh straight to we gonna we gonna sample eight Isley Brothers songs, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I could uh, I'll dominate the whole game if they let me in. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I think the production on this album is fantastic. The sequencing is really good. Um, again, and I'm I'm gonna keep on going to the same the same messaging because it's what this album is to me. They'll have a song where they're having fun and they'll go into a song where they're talking. <laughs> and I think the balance of the two isn't jarring because of how the album is sequenced. And I think it very easily could have been jarring if, say, all the fun songs were at the beginning and all the serious songs were at the end or vice versa. It would have been like, oh, what, what are we doing? I would have come in today and said, oh, it's like two different albums that were kind of smushed together. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like every song should have been on this album because they sequenced it in such a way where it never goes, you never spend too long in a world where, oh, there's like serious messages here, or you never spend too long in a world where it's like, oh, these guys are just having like blatant fun. And that's again to the production. Whoever put this album together, hats off to you, man. Great. How do you feel about the um, length of it? Because you mentioned obviously the sequencing. It's a longer album, obviously not for the time, yeah. but for our modern day attention spans. Long, very long album. It took me, honestly, and this isn't a slight to the album, but it took me a while to listen to the whole album because I haven't been in a situation recently where I've just been able to block off. How long is the album? It's like a damn near an hour or something. Hour it? and three minutes hour three minutes i haven't been able to block off that much time where okay there isn't something else i need to do on my phone that's playing the music or there isn't something else i don't have to get up and go somewhere else so it's been tough to listen to the whole album and i've only managed to do it maybe four or five times in this last two weeks which is saying something because usually for these album reviews i'm able to sit down and listen to the album a good number of times um and we've had longer to review this one so i think it's a it's a longer feeling album, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's a bad thing because I think the album, again, as a whole, it gets better if you listen to it beginning to end, if that makes sense. It's not an album that, oh, okay, I've listened to half of it. If you listen to half the album, it's a cool album. If you listen to three quarters of the album, it's a cool album. If you listen to a full album, it's like a very good album. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to say that there's probably no songs you can really take out because every song works to add something to the album that hadn't been added before, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's a longer album. I would have loved, if they managed to condense it, it would have been great for modern day. But I'm not complaining at the length. Yeah, it's one of them. And to go back to your previous question about production is um, all tracks were produced by Principal. Wow. Producer Principal. Wow. One producer for the whole thing. And obviously Daylar as well on their input. Yeah. yeah. Principal produced all the tracks, and obviously different producers came in. So, like, Q Tip was producing some of his tracks and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. So, answers that question. Yeah, I feel you. It's like if it was a modern day project, as I get rid of all those fucking skits, 
Yeah, right. it's an it's a. I mean, I was about to say it's a '90s project. So it's not. It's an '80s project. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm, I I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't really care about this stupid game of fake Japanese. <laughs> like, oh, I'm from Australia, mate. <laughs> like, just get to the bars. <laughs> to the fucking bars. But the production is really, really good. The production mm. is really, really good. Like on each individual song. Each the different songs have their own character and personality, which allows the artist personality and character to shine through as well. Yeah. So yeah, the production is the production is 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 a plus plus. A plus production. What I will say, by the way, because if I don't say it, I'll kick myself because they tried to spin me and they almost did. They almost did. Um, <laughs> me not knowing or doing any prior research before listening to this album. Was very confused when they kept on saying Mace. I was like, Mace? Mace was. <laughs> <laughs> I had my time, like, oh, fuck, though. What's going on? <laughs> now I now understand why Mace's name kept on coming up because he's clearly a member of the group. But mm. at the time, it was very confusing for me and it took mm-hmm. me through a whole range of emotions. But we're here now. We're here. Mm-hmm. You know what we were talking about? Mace. The Mace that was keeping the lights on. <laughs> I was like, wow, so he went from Del Oso to Big... <laughs> okay, I <right>, I see the... <laughs> so Diddy, it's not really on Diddy for recognising him. <laughs> Could you imagine Mace? Oh my goodness. Speaking of which, man, Cam and Mace have the best sports talk show in the world. Oh Cam and Mace God. have the best... Cam is the best. Um, like, we, we need to wrap up this podcast soon, but I can't leave without saying that. Cam is the fucking <laughs> best. These kids don't know about Cam. <laughs> we needed... We needed a sports talk show where they just spoke the facts. Bro. None of this political stuff. So a sports radio... A sports show where they say pause. Every two seconds. <laughs> I wear suits. <laughs> Because he was driving it to the, he was uh, then Joel was driving it to the hole pause like, and he took the double team pause. Cam's the best. Cam is the best, and you know why Cam's the best? Because Cam has been successful. As so- Cam's in that fifty era where he's been yeah. successful in so many different facets. That he just does shit. To do yep, it. yep. He just does shit to do it. Oh, right, you can tell he's just having like, I can like, do that, bro. This time two years ago, Cam mm-hmm. was on his Instagram pushing a sex enhancement pill. <laughs> and the way he was pushing it was by documenting <laughs> an affair that he was allegedly having with his <laughs> next door neighbor who was married. And he was posting it on Instagram live. And now he has a talk, he has a sports talk show which Amazon wants to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Cam is the best. Oh my god. Cam is the best. And this is why I'm really glad that Lupe... Lupe is about to get an award, actually. Um, some mm. Rap Laureate Award for the mm. Rap Hip Hop course that he's been doing at MIT or wherever which university. Oh, it's so been beautiful. This is why I love the fact that that exists. Because eventually there will be a place that I can send stupid individuals to learn about mm. the greatness of Cam. Because I saw yeah. someone tweet in the past few weeks, what does Cam Ron be rapping about? Are you fucking insane? That's crazy. Are you dumb? Crazy. Are you dizzy? Crazy statement. Crazy statement. Cam. Mm. Ridiculous statement. <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite songs off this project, please, man. In reverse order, three to one. Three to one. Tough. Tough, tough, tough. Because it kind of swaps for me between one and two. 
Um, number three, I'm gonna go with Jennifer Taught Me. Okay. Um, great song, great song, man. It's one of those again, production wise. You saw an album off. You saw a song off. Should I say with record scratching? All in me personally. Um, the song as a whole, great fun song, man. Jennifer taught me. Jennifer taught me. Um, yeah, it's just a great song. I really enjoyed the song. Jennifer taught me. Um, so that's my number three. Number two. Mm, mm, I go two ways, and it swaps every time. I'm going to go with Get a Thang, man. Get a Thang. Could have easily been number one. I'm going to put it in number two. Um, I think the cadences that they choose um, when they're rapping on the song, insane. Insane. As we've already said, the messaging is unbelievable. It's one of my highlights of this album. It's one of the songs that... And it's... um, Well, it's seven songs in. Um, but this... It's one of the songs that kind of changes the whole vibe of the album down there. Um, it's such a good song. Such a good song. I was shocked as well because um, album music puts stars next to the popular songs of an album. And this one didn't have a star next to it. So I was kind of shocked at first. Especially after like, what, my third listen or so? When I realised that, okay, this is the song that gets me very, very hyped on this. And it's not one of the more popular songs of this album. Um but yeah, it's a fantastic song, man. And then number one, me, myself, and I. I told you, man. You sampled the Funkadelics. I'm all in. There's no hesitation in my heart. I'm here, beginning, ten toes down. Like it's is that deep for me, man. Me, myself, and I is fantastic. Yep, I got you. So I'm um, very, very, very similar. I've just got I Know It 3 mm-hmm. um, as my three. I Know with the Otis Red sample, which I think was just beautiful. Love the production. Love that rapping on that. So I got I Know It 3. And I'm, yeah, I'm keeping it there. Get I Think It 2, me, myself, and I at 1. Mm. Exact same reasons that you mentioned. I think the lyricism on Get A Thing and the, the juxtaposition that it is from songs like Can You Keep a Secret and the skits, and it actually does represent a distinct change through the rest of the album, I think is key. And then me, myself, and I is me, myself, and I, man. It's legendary for a fucking reason. Mm. It's legendary mm. for a fucking reason. Yep. Big facts. Big facts, man. All right. Scales time? Take it to the scales. All right. So the two stubborn Nigerian scales go as such. I hate that I ever listened to this. Won't be listened to again. Whole lot of mid- might stay in rotation for about a week. Pretty damn good. Serious project. And either me and or Paul can give it our 50% stamp of approval. In the case that we both give it our 50% stamp of approval, the album will become too stubborn Nigerian approved. Paul, what are you giving this album? A serious project, man. Mm. Serious projects. That's what it is and that's what it will remain. It's a legendary seminal hip-hop album i think now that it is freely accessible on streaming platforms i do think it is essential listening to anyone who claims to be a hip-hop head um so those of you out there who potentially haven't listened to this in your life for one reason or another go ahead and 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 cop that listen to that digest that um but yeah man i got as a serious project the production's great the rap is great it's fun it's vibrant and it's revolutionary in its own self 
So I got a serious project. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I have it as um, I have it as a serious project. I think it's one of those, especially knowing its impact um, moving forward since the album dropped. I don't think I can put it any lower than very serious. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have it as a stamp. I don't think I can give it my stamp personally, just because I'm not sure if it's up there for me, but. I'm very happy I listened to it. Um, there's definitely a few songs from here that I think will stay in rotation for the rest of the year for sure. Um, I think the album will definitely get more love from me moving on through the year as well. It is a great album. It's a great album and it makes sense why it's been an album that I've heard so much about throughout the last few years. So yeah, very serious project. So that was... Three feet high and rising. Um, I'm so happy for them, especially now that they have their master for this and for them to be getting the love that they're getting for this album. So happy for them. So happy for them. I'm happy we reviewed this album, man. It's been one that we've been wanting to review for a while now, but we said we'll wait until they drop it until they're going to get their money for us actually listening to it. Yep. So, man, shout out to them. Shout big out to them. Big, big shout out. All right. It's that time. It's that time of the podcast where we come together and we give the people our recommendation for the week. So, Paul, what are you recommending to the people this week? This is really tough because I've listened to so fucking much. I don't really know what I want to settle on and say for definite that everyone should go and listen to. But I think I'm going to go with Jim Jones. I'm going to go with Jim Jones. Jim Jones and Hitmaker back in my prime. It's a project that came out on March 10th, 2023. It's eight songs, 24 minutes, 46 seconds. Some great features on there. The likes of Benny, Trav, Jeremiah, Ty Dollar Sign, Stefan Don, Tink. A lot of great features. Jimmy rapping as just effortlessly great as he fucking is. Um, these kids don't know about Dipset, and it's a shame. It's a goddamn shame, bro. Mm, it's a god, yep. goddamn shame. Um, and Hitmaker on the production is great like he is, man. So mm. uh, there's nothing more I can say, really. I think everyone should go listen to that, man. Jim Jones, Hitmaker, back in my prime. Fair, fair. Um, this week, my recommendation, I'm recommending someone that we've spoken about before on this podcast, um, but they're going for a rebrand, and we had a short conversation about it this week, actually, that was very eye-opening to me. Um, that is Billy. FKA Will Jordan um, with his latest single Control featuring Guap Dad 4000. Great single. Great, great single. Um, man, man, I'm very excited for what's coming next from him. Like, we had a quick conversation this last week, just out of pure frustration on my part, where um, I was looking for this song under the title of Will Jordan because I was posting it on his socials. And out of pure frustration, had to DM him and say, I can't find this damn song. Where is it? And he had to tell me, oh, it might be under the name Billy and explain why there was um, this rebrand coming. So if you are a fan of World Jordan and you are looking for some of these new songs that are coming out, please be sure to be looking under the name Billy. Um, but yeah, man, this Control song is excellent. Excellent song. Big, big vibe. More to come. And what's coming is very exciting. Um, so yeah, keep be on the lookout. Be on the lookout because, wow. Um, but yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. And just like that, that's track 90 in the talk. My God, 
My God, we're in the nineties. The golden era, some would say. Oh my God, do we do a special episode for one hundred or for ninety-seven? We'll workshop it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you are listening to this point, please remember that you can follow us on our socials at two s Nigerians on Twitter and at two underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Stubborn Nigerians. Um, please like the video, share the video, leave a comment, ring the notification bell, subscribe as ever and big thing that we want to start introducing to this podcast as well give us some recommendations give us some albums that you want us to review on this podcast if you want us to review an album and we agree that it's an album that should be reviewed send it in we'll review it and we'll give you a shout out as well um nice way to interact with some of you guys find out what you're listening to some of the albums that you love and we'll give you our honest opinion on them um but yeah, other than that, do you have any last remarks for the people? Um, don't have any last remarks for the people. Free push ice tea. Because music ain't been the same. Mm. You, mm. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, do you remember when Back in Blood dropped? Man. Man. That's a push ice Oh my God. Yeah, now nah, crazy. Crazy. Dark. 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 Mm-hmm. Dark. mm-hmm. Man up, all right. All right, listen, you're not the first nigga to fumble the bad bitch and see her go crazy on the TL. And you won't be the last. Dabson's about to be like, that's it. Dabson posted a video of the two years, and I get it. I, I get, get it. it. You have to fight for your life. You have to, bro. Look at look at look at this. Michael P. Jordan went through this exact same thing. All of a sudden, he's he's selling a hundred million in the box a year later. Man, you'll come up, bro. I, tr- I promise you. All right, just hold it down. You can't be doing this shit, Duck. Oh my god. That's my last remarks, man. When you fumble your bad bitch, hold it down like a real nigga. Mm. Okay. You think you're the first person to you fumble the bad bitch? You ain't the first, and you won't be the last. <laughs> all right? Just drink your heavy, call mm. the support group, all right? And you'll be all right. <laughs> get in the gym and get your money up. That's the Come on, man. <laughs> Come Stop on, man. Crying. Get in the gym and get your money up. And you can be out here like Michael B. Jordan. Talentless, a <laughs> hundred million power. And the movie with Jonathan Majors. Look at the come up. Look at the come up. Look at come up. That nigga fumbled a bad bitch and ended up back in Black Panther. He was killed off. He was in the movie. Why? Because he's, he got in the gym. Yeah. He called out Kevin Feige and said, Yo, I'm, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to work. I can put in the hours. gym right now. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. I promise you. Damson, you too, my bro. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. up. And it's really funny. It's really funny that the internet flipped it like Laurie, you know, like she she gets passed around like this. How do we know that she didn't see that scene with him and Chloe Bailey and said that's way too real? Fam. He said, Yeah, I I know that's how you make. I'd like fam. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Brother Louis said, I can't have my man being a hoe on TV. Oh, on TV? It's embarrassing. It's a it's bad look. It's a bad look for me. <laughs> Fam, I can't lie. Louis is in complete control. No complete one can control. convince me otherwise. She knows what she's doing. She's the best. Man, the, best. the goat for real. The goat. Best. Ugh, I can't Take wait until my turn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're playing this out? Yeah, man, I'm playing this out with, I genuinely have no heart. It's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Superstar Pride, Peyton Pictures. Mmm, mmm. Okay, cool. So as you play that, I want to remind everyone at home that please, please, please remember that Nigeria never carries last. Peace and love. Peace and love. So. 2 a.m., the night's still young You live by the gun, you gon' die by the gun Ain't no handouts for nobody When they ain't have shit, they ain't offer me nothing When I'm quiet, I be thinking about killings A lot of nigga bitch may stay in they feelings Saving these hoes, this shit here pitiful All these little bit of bitch in my chillings Woo. And mama, don't worry, man. you raised a gangster I'm a survivor, it hurt me Not being able to give you what you want Since I was a toddler, shout out to my pops Fire the free game, everything you ever told me It's stuck in my brain, real OG status and like to make a change, shed the tears right in this and so much pain. All the shite, the shit that I've done, blessed not being no chains. Uncle killed me when I was young, mom blessed the boy with the cocaine. Growing up, I ain't have no daddy. My mama played both roles. Been hard on a nigga since I came out the womb. Yeah, the pussy hole. I was taught to trust none. Face your problem, never run. Little bitch, holler, she pregnant. You a little net net, that ain't my son. Trying to trap me, know I had a glove. Fuck them feeling slack, I'm a thug. You a little dusty hoe, yeah, the rug. Ayy, and it still fuck love. 2 a.m., the night's still young. You live by the gun, you gon' die by the gun. Ain't no handouts for nobody. When they ain't have shit, they ain't offer me nothing. When I'm quiet, I be thinking about killings. A lot of nigga bitch may stay in they feelings. Saving these hoes, this shit here pitiful. All these little bit of bitch in my chillings. Woo. And mama, don't worry, man. you raised a gangster. I'm a survivor, it hurt me. Not being able to give you what you want since I was a toddler. Shout out to my pops, fire the free game. Everything you ever told me, it's stuck in my brain. Real OG status, ain't like to make a change. Shit. Tears right in distance, so much pain.